0: A day later reaction to Survivor Series 2021 here on the Evan Roberts podcast. I made the decision to go to the Islander Maple Leafs game. When I got back, I watched Survivor Series. I was too exhausted to do a podcast. And I figured, let me watch Raw because I need to find out who got the golden egg. And then we'll react to both of it. Uh, I don't want to be overly dramatic, so I'll just say it. I think we're at a crisis. I think we are witnessing the worst we have seen from the WWE in a very, very long time. The Survivor Series sucked. Monday Night Raw sucked. The storylines are awful. We got to panic. I mean, this is as bad as it gets. Let me start with Survivor Series. Look, was Becky Lynn Charlotte Flair a fine match? It was a fine match. It was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. The five-on-five Team Raw versus Team SmackDown match, sure, great, whatever. The Battle Royal, well, no, that was terrible. The RKO Bro Usos match, sure, great. The five-on-five women's match, spare me. And the Roman Reigns Big E match, yeah, it's fine. Roman won again, great. But you talk about a muddled mess with zero build, with zero storylines, with zero reason to care. And you have the Survivor Series. I mean, the Survivor Series right now, and this has been going on for years, this isn't new, is far and away the worst pay-per-view on the calendar because they've bastardized it. They've ruined it. They try to make you feel like, ooh, it's SmackDown versus Raw. And to add insult to injury, to make it worse they just had the draft weeks ago who cares about brand supremacy and i've said that many times when i've ever whenever i've done a survivor series podcast but here's why this one was worse why this one really takes the cake because they never even built this up this was an afterthought pay-per-view and i get it when you've got 12 pay-per-views on the calendar or big events whatever you want to call it There are going to be some that doesn't get a great bill, that doesn't feature a great card, and you move on. But this is a big four event. This is the effing Survivor Series. This is an event that's got a pretty damn good history. And what they did with it in 2021 is embarrassing. I mean, I'm embarrassed. That's why I went to the Islander game and checked out the UBS Arena because I knew this was such a garbage event. And everything about it was bad. You know, just because you have a couple of good matches is not going to save the fact that this was an ill conceived waste of time. And here's the bigger problem than just the event not being good there is no future right now in the WWE for any of us to be emotionally invested. Not one. The best thing they have going on, and I've said this for years straight, is Roman Reigns. His character is badass. The problem is there's nobody compelling to face them. And last night or two nights ago, whenever the hell you're listening to this podcast, the Survivor Series was the best example that they have nobody equipped to face Roman Reigns. Because think about what they did with this event. They made this entire event about The Rock. They showed highlights about The Rock's history and his debut at Survivor Series 25 years ago at Madison Square Garden. They had an effing egg that The Rock gave Vince McMahon and it went stolen. More on that later. This whole event was about The Rock and the WWE is so clueless that they made an event about a guy that they knew they couldn't get to show up. You know, I'm watching this thing thinking to myself, the Rock's got to show up. They couldn't be this stupid. They couldn't make an event around the Rock highlights and name a battle royal after the Rock. Have Vince McMahon explaining to Roman Reigns, you know, the Rock gave me a $1 billion egg or whatever the hell he said. And then have the audacity to not have the Rock show up. Now, I get it. The Rock has a movie schedule. I'm not ripping The Rock for not being there. What I'm ripping the WWE for is if you know you don't have The Rock, you know you don't have him in the bag, then how could you make this entire event about The Rock? Why would you show any highlights of The Rock? First of all, I know he made his debut 25 years ago. I was actually in the building that night. Survivor Series 1996. Really good event. Austin Bret Hart, the first of their grouping of matches, Shawn Michaels being turned on by the Madison Square Garden Faithful as Psycho Sid won the WWF Championship. And yes, the debut of Rocky Maivia. You never even had to to mention it. I mean, who sits around talking about anniversaries of debuts? You did it for The Undertaker. That's a little different. Like The Undertaker's debut was something special. Most other guys' debuts you sort of forget about. You didn't have to do this. You didn't have to make the entire night about The Rock if you knew he wasn't going to be there. And the end game for Roman Reigns, the and I think I said this a year ago, so this isn't even new. But the end game for Roman Reigns logically is The Rock. And they can't deliver on that. They can't deliver on that because The Rock's not a wrestler anymore. He's an actor. And by the way, it's been a really long time since The Rock's been in the ring, and I'm not going to count that five-second match he had WrestleMania a few years ago. His last match was at WrestleMania 29 against John Cena, if we're being fair about this. That was almost a decade ago. That's almost nine years ago. When you do the math, we are approaching the moment where, I think we've already passed it, where he was gone longer that first break than this break. The break between WrestleMania 20 and his return at WrestleMania 28. When he finally came back, and a lot of us thought he would never come back. We're in a longer drought of The Rock not wrestling than even that. So I don't know if we're ever going to get The Rock back. And if we're never going to get The Rock back, what are we building Roman Reigns for? What are we building Roman Reigns to do? And that's something they got to figure out. Because, look, the Roman character is awesome. No doubt about it. He's badass. He's cool. They have finally gotten Roman Reigns over with the WWE crowd in terms of liking the character. Even if you're booing him, respecting the character. The acknowledge me stuff is great. But the problem is, where are you going with it? Who is that star that you're building that can get that ultimate rub by finally knocking off Roman. And look, we are so far away from finding that guy that Roman Reigns may have a multi-year championship run. This is the first time in my history of being a fan where I look at a guy and say, yeah, no one should beat him. Now, this isn't really a good thing. You know, Roman Reigns could put together a three-year title run in which, yeah, he deserved to be the champion the entire time, but that's mainly because this company has done such a terrible job of building anybody up to challenge him. And the other thing is this. I I know that Fox paid a lot of money for SmackDown. They don't have the depth to have two rosters. They don't. They don't have the depth to have two champions on each show. They don't have the depth to have multiple shows being represented at its separate brand. You know, when they brought in the brand extension for the very first time, After they bought WCW in 2002, they had enough guys to make it work. Even a few years ago when they brought the brand extension back, the roster was deep enough. But now with all the roster cuts that they're doing and their inability to build any kind of superstar, they don't have the horses to have a universal champion and a WWE champion. They don't. don't have the horses to have multiple tag team champions, multiple mid-card champions. They've got to end it. And I know Fox may have a big issue with that. But this roster is not that good. And they're doing such a terrible job of building stars that to have two separate rosters with two separate shows, I think this is the worst it's ever been. Look, I've always said, as bad as the product is, I'll always continue to watch SmackDown and Raw. I'll always keep up with what's going on. But I got to tell you, I don't remember a time in my life where I could look at this product and say, boy, this is as bad as it gets. Now, is that because AEW exists so you can compare the WWE to another product? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how much that has to do with it. I think it's just you're watching a bad product right now. It's just really, really bad. You know, the, the raw side is unwatchable. And I like Big E. seems like a good dude. Does he feel like a WWE champion? They've made the Seth Rollins character so insanely obnoxious. Kevin Owens, I don't know. I used to like Kevin Owens. He doesn't feel like a real championship threat. So where are we? What are we looking at? And then we get to this golden egg. Vince McMahon hasn't been on TV in a very long time. You know, besides that brief cameo at WrestleMania where he welcomed everyone back, there's good reason why Vince isn't on TV. A, nobody cares about him anymore. And B, anytime he comes on TV, he can't do anything compelling. So I would like to know the writer that said to themselves, maybe it was Vince himself, who the hell knows, I got a great idea how to incorporate Vince McMahon. We're going to have him hold on to a golden nugget or a golden egg That was given to him by The Rock. It has something to do with the show or movie The Rock's in. No one knows because no one's seen it. And no one cares. And we're going to have a wrestler steal the egg. And Vince is going to say, This egg's worth $100 million. I mean, what the hell is going on? And then, you know, to make matters worse, as bad as that was on Survivor Series as much as it was giving me flashbacks to the gobbledygooker that something was going to come out of that golden egg, they turn it into the lead story on Raw. But is it? They open Raw talking about the golden nugget or the golden goose, whatever the hell it is. Then it turns into an angle where we're going to find out who stole it and that guy's going to get a title shot. And then randomly, when you least expect it, it's Austin Theory? Who, great, he's getting a push. That's fantastic. Hey, that's, that's nice. The way you thought to give him a push was to have him steal the golden egg and take a picture of it? Can you imagine someone listening to this podcast who didn't watch Raw, who didn't watch Survivor Series? I know that some people do that. Hearing me explain this, they must be thinking I'm nuts. Like, what is he talking about? The golden nugget. I'm telling you, there was a golden nugget or egg, whatever it was, Given a Vince McMahon by The Rock, Vince claims it's worth $100 billion. (laughs) Somebody stole it. Then on Raw, they said, we're going to find out who stole it. And that person's going to get a title shot. I I don't know. And so that's how it turned into Austin Theory getting a title shot. Oh, my God. Save us. Save us. And by the way, nothing's going to save us other than better writing. There isn't a superstar out there. There isn't a savior out there. There's nobody that can come in and save this other than just the storylines getting better and the writing being better. And if that doesn't happen, boy, I'll tell you, it's, it's only going to get worse. <laughs> and now that we have passed Survivor Series and you look ahead towards the Royal Rumble, actually, they have a pay-per-view before that. They have first day or the day one or whatever it is. Who the hell knows? And then you've got the Rumble, and then it's WrestleMania season. Where are they going with any of this? I mean, the only thing that seems safe is that they have no one to challenge Roman Reigns, so they're just going to give us Brock Lesnar again. Great. Like, we need to see that match for the 500th time in our history. And again at WrestleMania. How many times have we seen it at WrestleMania? But other than that, what could they possibly give us that's compelling? Nothing. Nothing. Boy, this sucks. This really, really, really sucked. That's why I don't even feel that bad that it took me an extra few days to get to your Survivor Series instant reaction. Or I guess we're calling it a reaction to Survivor Series, mainly because Survivor Series was terrible. And the only advice I have is watch old wrestling. That's good. <laughs> that's that's all I got. Watch one of the Survivor Series that are good. They got to they save the Survivor Series. They really do. Like, when they used to have Survivor, traditional Survivor Series matches, the elimination matches, while that was never as good as the Royal Rumble or it was never as good as, you know, a title match, the reason why it worked is because they were a part of feuds. They would take multiple feuds, multiple storylines, pack them together, and there would be your match. Think about the storylines for this Survivor Series. There were none. The only storyline that gained any steam was Becky and Charlotte really don't like each other. In real life, that's it. That Charlotte went off script when they were exchanging the Raw and SmackDown championships. There was no storyline around the Survivor Series matchups. What was the storyline? Can Raw guys get along? Can SmackDown guys get along? Great. Who cares? And that's why they've ruined Survivor Series because... There's no storylines involved. It's just Raw versus SmackDown, and someone's got to let Vince McMahon know, or whoever's making these decisions, nobody gives a rat's ass about Raw versus SmackDown. I'm going to cleanse myself by watching Survivor Series 98. Not the greatest Survivor Series in terms of wrestling, but great in terms of storyline, because it was a deadly game. Anyhow, thanks for listening to this reaction to Survivor Series and Monday Night Raw edition of the Evan Roberts Podcast.